It's the BBP TV show since 2012, where amazing guests share their digital adventures. Who will we meet today? Small biz influencer? Up and coming trendsetter? Accomplished author? You never know who'll be dropping by. And now, here's your host, Elaine Lindsay, the bionic glamourpreneur with Truel Social Media, who's the second most curious person on the planet. I am so excited to introduce my guest tonight, who's someone that I've known for a number of years. Anne-Marie Cross is that guest. She is the podcasting queen, quote unquote. And we can say that in all seriousness, she's actually been podcasting since 2008. She has more than two decades of extensive experience across a number of different arenas. She's won awards, a business woman in Australia, among others. And um, she's very passionate about uh, communications and brand strategy. She has been leveraging these experiences in podcasting for the past 10 years helping others create their own podcast series, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, she has a do-it-yourself uh, set up and done with you uh, podcasting through her company that she founded in 2017 called Communicate Now, uh, PTYLTD. It's a podcast a production and consulting agency, and it works alongside her podcast network, the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network. I am, as I said, so thrilled to introduce her to you today because she is an absolute wealth of knowledge in this area, and I think it's great for you to get to know her. It's absolutely great to be with you here, and I am with my guest, Anne-Marie Cross. Hello. Hi, Elaine. Lovely to have you all the way from Australia. Yes. As I said in my introduction, Anne-Marie and I have known each other for a few years, sort of touch base here and there. We have, you know, people in common, but um, I'm really excited to bring her to you because I truly believe this lady probably has forgotten more about podcasting than most of us are ever going to know. Is it not correct that you started in 2008? Yes. Well, that was the co-hosted podcast with Keith Keller, our mutual friend. However, I was going through some of my old files on my computer and I had already started to do recordings of audio and uploading them to my community. In that, in that uh, time, I was working with professionals, executives. So I was already leveraging audio then. We just didn't know that it was going to become podcasting. But 2008 was the first official co-hosted podcast we launched. So it's, it's um, ageing. It's ageing us, isn't it, when we start talking about way back when? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I can certainly do a lot in that ageing department. Anyway, that's a, a kind of a sideways introduction. And there, I think there's so much more to Anne-Marie. I just wanted to make sure that I instilled in your mind just the depth of experience here. Because one thing I want to ask you, uh, I know that in, in looking up and researching this meeting with you today, I believe that you too are a multi-potentialite who has a lot of areas of expertise. Yes, yes. And you know what? It's both a, a, both a blessing and a curse. A blessing if we know how to put it under the umbrella because it adds a depth and a width and you know to what we offer but it can seem like we're scattered all over the place if we don't have that unique one clear message on how that can help people it's like who are you today what are you doing today you know that's because we're ever we're ever learners we love learning um and so i call it I'm passionate that's it exactly, and yes, I know that you call it multi-passionate. It was actually brought to my attention by a former educator about me being a multi-potentialite, and um, I know for a lot of years, maybe you're in the same boat, it just seemed to, certainly my family, 
that I just, I couldn't make up my mind what I wanted to do. Everybody else had, you know, one path they were on. There was one thing they wanted to do. I, I wanted to juggle as many balls as I could possibly get. Yes. You know, expertise like you, to me, learning, uh, I think learning is like air. I need to breathe and I need to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think what, what's really great about what, and I know you too, because I've been following you for a while, when I'm learning, now I'm also looking at how can I elevate what I'm doing already? How can it fit in? How can I streamline all of that so that you, there is still very much that one mission, that one message, that one cause but all of these things that you're learning, it fits under that umbrella. And I think for some of us, multi-passionate, um, uh, you know, what did you call it? A multi... A multi-potentialite. Yes, multi-potentialite. It's getting to that place where we can see that one thing, to allow that one thing to be that one thing and then bring that wealth and ongoing knowledge expansion to that. And that's where, for many of us, if we don't get there, we continue to struggle, so... Absolutely. And, and that's um, uh, another uh, professor, I believe, from MIT that I spoke with, uh, called me a polymath. Ah. And that was the first word I had heard that sort of gave me, and this is quite a few years ago now, that, that gave me an understanding that I wasn't actually broken. It was simply a different way of being. Mm-hmm. So how long ago did you come to understand that you could put it all under an umbrella and make it, you know, put exponentially useful? Yes. Well, way back in the career industry, because when I was in the career industry, I started off doing resumes. So helping people stand out with their documentation. And then I heard of a thing called coaching and interviewing and I thought oh I liked it so I got training in that and then um, I started to offer that service then I heard of a thing called the internet and I thought oh I can you know so and it just went on and on and then I did online I learned about personal branding I thought what is this and and then online you know digital digital dirt back then I mean William Aruda is someone that's very well known in the personal branding space and I trained under him and then it just went on and on you know with the online world and that's how I stumbled across podcasting was back in 2008 the global financial crisis hit but to answer back to your question uh, I realized that when with all of these different areas and we're told to niche I thought, I can't niche. I can't just do resumes because I will burn out. I can't just do interview coaching because I am an an extroverted introvert, which means I need to very well manage my time and energy. Otherwise, I'll burn out. And I thought, and I'm a bit of a rebel at heart. So when people say to me, you can't do that, I went, just watch me. And I will figure out a way (laughs) on how I can do that. But where I had the aha was when I did work you know, obviously through the personal branding. And I thought, I need to find an umbrella, a message that everything fits under. So I came up with get noticed, get hired, get paid what you're worth. And everything fit under that. And then I thought, great. And then I was known as someone who was this career coach, a personal branding strategist that could help people across the board. And I actually, this is one of the things that I teach, well, that I coached many of my clients in interview coaching. If there is a potential negative that people may assume about you, you've got to find out the golden nuggets and identify how that is a strength. So when people were talking about, um, you know, jack of all trades, Jill of all trades, because they offer all services, I painted it a different light to say, so if you come in and you work with me with your resume, I'll also support you in interview coaching and we'll even help you um, hit the ground running in your, in your new role so that you can get pay rises and things like that. So I painted it that I would know them, we could build, and, and there was like this vision, this outcome that they could achieve. Rather than having to go and hire all of these different experts, I was the one, like the one-stop shop, and we could build the foundations upon which we, you know, could grow. And so it kind of positioned, well, how can I not work with Anne-Marie? And they may start off in one area, and I planted a seed that if you need more support, here are some other ways. And so I, and I've used that principle ever since. 
And it is only probably in the last, because sometimes you, you're so close to what you do, you don't see the gold or the forest for the trees. That's the same we know. And when I was going through a bit of a transition again, I started working with entrepreneurs. And, and within that, it was still similarly, you know, get noticed, stand out, be heard, influence is now kind of one of my taglines. And, and I've always podcast podcasted and I said to one of my colleagues you know what I see that things are changing people's behavior and how they're consuming content is starting this is a little while ago starting to turn more to podcasting I said I think that there is going to be a time where a lot more people are going to you know start to be listening and the audience is going to continue to grow and she said I totally agree so I said what about if I really hone my business around that but bring all of the aspects of branding, positioning, building a successful business. Because I used to work with a lot of coaches. How do they get paid what they're worth? You know, many money mindset, all of that now wrapped up in the work that I'm doing with, with uh, entrepreneurs in the, in the podcasting space. But very much positioning themselves as thought leaders. So it's having to get clear in your own mind because if you're not clear, your message is not going to be clear and no one's going to really know what you're doing. So you have to get that clarity first. But that's how I've now been able to tie all of that in together uh, in the work that I do in, in podcasting. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I think it's something that people really have to take the time to understand. You, you have to have that umbrella. Yeah. Even if you are in one niche, there are certain facets that you need, even within a single niche, even for people who are not like us, but you, you have to understand what does and doesn't fit under that umbrella and be able to uh, articulate that so that the customers, you know, they're salivating. It's like putting a big, huge stake in front of a Texan for lack of a better analogy <laughs> you know you want people to really want what you do and that's a lot easier when you're clear and and yes. your message from the moment I met you was always super clear yeah and that was intentional because I know if I'm not clear um it, it's the message is going to be all over the place and and as you would have heard me say I'm sure on, on many occasions Every single piece of content, every action, every inter interaction speaks your brand. And sometimes we need to be silent until we have some clarity because we can tarnish our brand and what, and not tarnish it in, a, in, a, in an extremely negative way that can't be turned around. Although we do have many cases that I'm sure we, we've heard of where people have said something just in, in a split second and it's completely derailed their careers. Yeah. However, you know, sometimes it can take quite some time to be, rebuild trust. Yeah. Now, and you would know this yourself working in this industry, there is so much mistrust that oh. has been developed that and skepticism that we need to be very mindful about what we contribute what we share because every single piece of content can impact it, it does speak your brand and it can speak your brand in a positive way or unfortunately in a negative way so always before i share something i always have this kind of a filter to say do i really want this out there and the times where i do share something and it's like whatever i'll just share it a lot of those times is I really should have not, you know, yeah. paid to what I say is, and know is true. So uh, it's so true. It, it, the littlest thing can come back to bite you. And the funny thing is that at the time when you're mindful, you had that little inkling, right? But you did it anyway. It's yes. as long as we learn from those things, we really do have to listen to our internals. And, mm -hmm. and something that I, I'm sure you see as well is our consumers are so inundated mm -hmm. with what's out there. And we, we go in cycles. To me, it's like fashion. Marketing is exactly like fashion. You do these cycles, things pop back. But for me, it's always been, you know, very, very simple rather than worry about, you know, gigantic funnels and, and taking them through 5,000 steps and personas and yada yada, a lot of times it's just simply being real 
with the customer and telling them, you know what, I'm human too. We, I want to get you where you need to go in whatever that segment is for, for you in your communications and podcasts. And you walk your walk. And that's what's evident to the customers because a lot of people are not acknowledging how savvy our customers are now. Yes. Okay, you can research anything. <laughs> you, can, you can check on any fact you want in two seconds flat. Anybody who's got a, a, a smartphone can check things out. So it is, to me, a little bit harder for people that are so caught up in the, the, the funnels and the do-do-do bits it's a lot harder for them to, to cut through the, the excess when I think part of what we do and the people that we know are more about being direct with the customer, giving the customer what we feel they need and listening to what it is that they think they need so that we can get on the same page. It's so true. It's so true. And that's one of the things that I love about podcasting. And then also integrating other methods like video, like live. And if we think of the customer journey, and we're all consumers. And so we know that if we're looking for a solution, how I look for a solution and the various indicators. And what I mean by that is you've got, and, and you may not even realize it, every single one of us has got a purchase system. There are things some of us love to know about, the ins and outs, the statistics, the, the technical things. Other people would glaze over, yep. you know, and go, just what is it going to allow me to be, achieve, you know, that kind of thing. And so if you know your ideal client, you know, sort of the demographics and the psychographics, you also have to in integrate the different buying stages and what a client may need. Sometimes some clients take a lot longer to make a decision. So yeah. you have to have that nurturing funnel, but more so from the content. And if you do that consistently through the podcast, a call to action gets them on your list to go to a master or whatever it is, Every time someone interacts with you is another building of that no like, and trust to the point where they get to a stage to go, you know what, I want to work with you. How do we do that? I remember back in the career day when I was in the career industry, I had a newsletter that I, would have send, I was sending out weekly. Now, back in that day, there weren't that many newsletters. Now, of course, we've got, I don't know how many, but many, many more. And I would have people that were on my newsletter for about 18 months, maybe even more than two years that would say, I've been getting a newsletter. I love it. Always had insightful information said, I'm now ready to make a transition. How do we do that? Can we have a chat? And I think we have to have, you know, communication out there across different methods or, you know, as I said, you know, with audio, video, text, reading, um, and then just those different touch points so people can consume our content in a way that they prefer. Absolutely. And that compelling, well, compelling call to action. It will be compelling um, if the information that preceded it is valuable. And it's, it's val yeah. struggling with. And it can be consumed in their style. Yes. Because, you know, video is great for people who are super visual. Mm -hmm. Podcasts are phenomenal when it's just the audio for people who are auditory. And, you know, kinesthetics, well, we, we'll take pretty much anything you give us. But um, I, I was on a meeting with Mari. We were talking about uh, Wave Video earlier, a bunch of people. And she said she really likes sometimes just text so she can mm -hmm. skim and go through and just get what she needs. Yeah. That's a different style as well. And being able to, in a relatively short time, suss out how your customer digests information mm -hmm. makes it a lot better for that customer. Yes, for sure. For sure. And I think sometimes too, what I've noticed, and this is what I've just recently um, had a group of business owners who are considering podcasting. You know, so often what we tend to do too is take pieces of content which we've created for one medium, strip out the audio, and then throw it onto your podcast. Now, as a podcast listener, as you said, we are savvy as business owners and, and consumers. We are super savvy 
as podcast listeners and we can see uh, a repurposed uh, you know, yeah. piece of yeah. content. And it's like you, because of the fact that you build a level of intimacy with the podcast with yeah. your listener, you need to be mindful of that. So sure, this is one of the things I say, sure, use other snippets of content that you believe is valuable, but pre-frame it. Share with them, create a little audio to say, hey, I did record this, but I want to let you know, allow them to see how it's relevant. As, as, as adults, we always need to identify what is it in, what's in it for me. Yeah. You know, so when we identify that before we just throw this audio up together, share how it's going to be valuable because you'll also open up their expectation. Oh, okay, that yeah, I need that. And then you've got it. You deepen the um, the connection with them that they want yeah. to listen to it. So you've got to guide and nurture people and influence them in yeah. how they absorb and, and consume that content. Yeah, absolutely, and that helps build that relationship. Yes, because that customer relationship to me, that's the most important thing because that's, that's where your, I mean that your next best customer is the one you have right now. Yeah. And a lot of people are, are so busy running, looking for the next customer. You see it in a lot of big corporations. Um, I won't name an industry that does anything specific, but they're always looking at the new customer as the one they want to, you know, give gifts and what have you. When the customer that's been loyal to you over time, yeah. that's the customer you want to invest in. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And then the customers that are coming in, looking at what can we implement that will enable those new customers to become raving customers who won't disappear yeah. Because we've, we've, we've neglected them. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that's a big thing. And I think it's actually, and, and you, you can tell me if you think I'm right here, but for small to medium business, for entrepreneurs, this is, that's the, the one area that you can excel and surpass mm. the big corporations because yes. you can pay a lot more attention to the customers you have and make sure that that relationship is, you know, sacrosanct, that that's, Mm -hmm. it's constantly value added. I I don't know if you know, um, a a friend who is Stan Phelps. He has, uh, he's the author of the goldfish series. Mm, Um, It started out to do with, you know, companies that went that little extra step, something mm-hmm. that they call in New Orleans, they call lanyard, that little uh-huh. extra added value. Well, we're de- in, I don't know, 12, 14, 15 books now. Uh, co- he co-authored the latest one. He's, he just uh, finished a keynote in Japan about, I'm going to get it wrong, but Omana, Omanatashi? Mm-hmm. And it's the Japanese art of hospitality. It's putting the guest or the customer before mm-hmm. you. Now, Lexus, the car dealer, is very, very big on making the customer anticipating their needs, anticipating mm-hmm. their wants before they do. And I think that's where entrepreneurs have absolutely the greatest opportunity going forward in business because you can because you're closer than a corporation to your customer so if you truly care about what you're doing and i know that you do and and what you teach with your podcasts you know what an incredible opportunity for Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs to to really give the customer the ultimate experience each and every time. Yes, so true. And that's one of the things I love about podcasts, uh, which is an audio. It's an audio version of content. That's how you can share your content. It doesn't require a lot of time to be set aside to consume. So if you look at a podcast as being a vehicle that you can communicate your message, you can impact and influence people at what stages of the customer journey and especially existing customers what 
podcasts can you create, audio content that can you create that will enhance that experience, that will even bring more learnings and, and awareness of the solutions that you offer that they didn't even know that you offered, but in an educational way. I had a conversation with, a, with an accountant and they said, well, look, we're struggling to um, let the existing clients know who only come in once a year for the annual tax. Uh, so that's a tax and compliance, what yeah. we call it here in Australia. They said a lot of these businesses are tradies, so they're in the, 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 um, the tech, you know, the, the construction. And they said, we can't promote our services when they're sitting across from us once a year. Podcast series that was targeted specifically for those people you're already working with, but spoken to issues that they have, succession plannings for businesses that may be wanting to prepare the business to hand over to their children to take over or step away from um, retirement. You know, you're coming up to retirement years. Yeah. What should you be doing? And then you incorporate a story, a case study. You might incorporate statistics of what's happening out there in the industry when people, you know, within that demographic when they don't do anything. So you're kind of painting the picture of what happens when you don't get support. Yeah. You, I, I, you, know, you know, you share a few insights to showcase your area of expertise in that area. And then you finish off by saying, look, um, give us a call. Speak to your existing accountant you've already got a relationship with. More than happy to share info. We can set up a time to, uh, to, to have a look and how that impacts you. And so that content can then be shared to your existing customers using um, the method that they are already communicating with you. So, you, you know, and so I think a lot of businesses don't recognise how can we use tools and technologies yeah. that we've got at our fingertips to enhance a customer relationship experience throughout from just getting to know us to being this raving customer, you know, yeah. that one, they'll search otherwise. How many times have you spoken to a customer or whatever and they say, oh, I didn't know that you offered that service? Yeah. yeah. And there's a missed opportunity. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, let, let's talk about, you know, ta taxation changes. Okay. Yes. If you change the government, sometimes tax changes. There's another opportunity for them, especially in a bod a podcast. Yeah. Because as as you say, it's it's a lot easier to consume. Mm -hmm. People are listening to podcasts on their way to work, to and from work. Yes, they and, are. You know, uh, in bigger cities, that can be yes. <laughs> that can be a long commute. Wow. You know, on public transportation, in their cars, what have you. It's probably one of the easiest ways you can learn. And um, I, I was talking to someone last night that back in the 80s and 90s, I had cassette tapes. You know the yes. cassettes, the learning yes. tape? I always had them in the cart when you, because, you know, traffic is traffic. Yeah. But podcasts can be, I mean, it could be a plumber. It could be a carpenter. It could be the lady who does your eyebrows. There are so many little tips and tricks in every single genre of service and product that you get that people would really appreciate that added value. Yes, it's so, so important. Yeah. 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 I don't know whether you um, keep in contact or, or keep your finger on the pulse as far as the Edelman Trust Barometer. They do an annual review. They study across different demographics, different countries of, of the level of trust. trust. Yeah. And it seems that the last um, survey they did, it's the, there's the biggest gap ever between the trust of an informed community versus an uninformed community, the masses. So there's a 16-point gap in trust, which really confirms that um, we need to be out there continuing to share message with people who may not, who may only have just stumbled across us, who may not know us already, but we are referred to us by someone else, and our internal customers. And the reason why there is this big mistrust is we see it and hear it when we turn on the TV, on the, on the radio, and even now on Twitter. You know, we've got people who are um, sharing things, which is fake news, and, yeah. and things like that has really eroded trust, which means that as businesses, as entrepreneurs, we need to be out there sharing our message. And one of the things that Edelman also identified is that 
people expect businesses, especially CEOs, to start to stand up and yeah. give their opinions. They said, don't leave it to government. We don't want to hear from government because a lot of, unfortunately, in all, a lot of different countries, all areas of government, has, is there's a huge mistrust now. In our government, I think in the US, yes. I'm not sure, yes. in Canada, too, you know, too. And yeah. so people are looking, the mass population are looking for CEOs, business owners to speak up. Yeah. Don't leave it in the hands of, you know, government. So if us as CEOs are not speaking out, sharing, um, you know, valuable content that people are looking for, we miss a huge opportunity. I mean, I'm in the, even in the process of now speaking with um, consultants who are consulting to large businesses who are now looking at podcasts as a way to create training content for their team, um, you know, and so... You know, that's a fantastic medium, as is the way is communicated too. I think there's different nuances that we can do with our voice and how we can become oh, more yeah. and yeah. how we're interviewing and telling stories, which is a whole other topic. But what it confirms, what we're talking about, it's an untapped, yes. untapped resource, which I think has so much incredible value that people, a lot of people don't even realise so you hit the nail right on the head and it's so true because as you know for years I've been I'm a big proponent of doing video and and it's really hard to get a lot of entrepreneurs to be comfortable on camera and you know I I'm the first one to totally understand that because being on camera was the one thing that I did not want to do Mm-hmm. But I, my curiosity won. <laughs> so I do my show. Podcast, okay, you don't have that necessarily that same issue. You don't have to worry about, you know, as a woman, more so than a man, we like to turn out and be, you know, the vision of perfection <laughs> ra- rather than just showing up. So podcasting gives the entrepreneurs in whatever area they're in a way to share their knowledge, to give value, to pass along their expertise with none of the trappings of having to worry about, you know, is the lighting good? Uh, all, all you need is a good microphone. Yes. You know, yeah, it's so true. I had to, I have to share a funny story with you, Elaine. I've done a lot, as you know, quite a few, I don't know how many, but many over the last 11 years of podcast oh, yeah. interviews. And I am, believe it or not, more visual in my communications. Um, and, but however, having said that, because I've done a lot of phone coaching with clients over the years, my auditory senses has increased. So what I used to have to look at visually for feedback from clients, um, I was now able to, to the tone, you know, the tone of their voice. So I could pick that up. So having said that, because I didn't see a lot of my guests, one of the things that obviously happened is that my mannerisms um, in, increased. So because we didn't have the visual there, it didn't matter. So when I started integrating uh, video and doing lives, my husband once said to me, do you realise you nod a lot? And I go, oh, I do, don't I? And that's because in, in an audio part, I was agreeing and I was doing all this. And now I, I need to tone that down a little bit because, you know, so I had to laugh. But it does, our, 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 our senses will increase. Yeah. One sense is gone. So, and that's something that's relevant today, that if people are looking at audio, just be mindful that visual is not there. So what is there? Your voice and how you use that voice and how you communicate. It's a very, very powerful, but, you know, but unfortunately I see people not having quite the impact that they can have because they don't realise that. Either. It's like telling a journey. You know, when you listen to a storyteller, you're mesmerised on oh, every... absolutely. Yeah. I have a, a trick for, for getting clients to do video to start off with. You play a song that gets your blood pumping for two mm-hmm. minutes before you go on air. And for a lot of people, it was Freddie Mercury. <laughs> we are the champions. I got all kinds of people to use that song. <laughs> Having said that, for podcasts, it's the same thing. You have to maintain that energy. Nobody wants to listen to somebody who's kind of tired or fed up because you can feel that, 
you know, yeah. you can absolutely feel the mood. And it's wonderful to get into a podcast with someone who's excited about what they're doing. Because yeah. you get imbued with that excitement. Yeah, yeah. And as a I customer, think, I think yeah. you take in a lot more. Yeah, you when do. You do. It's so true what you've said. And, and I think where people find that they struggle is they think that they have to be something that they're not. Yeah. And not at all. You don't need to, don't put on a mask because you're burnout. Trying to be someone you're not consistently yeah. is just not what you want to do. But I think there's a level of confidence that we're looking for so that you can show up as you. And then that impacts the quality of your voice. I listened to some of the podcasts that I did with Keith many years ago and I was reading the intro and I could tell I was really nervous because the voice wasn't deep, you know, in, yeah. in, the, in my chest here, but I could see it was at that high range where yeah. I was, oh, you're listening to, and it was like, and that was because I wasn't comfortable. And, um, and those are the things that I think is really important. You've got to feel comfortable in your own skin, give yourself permission. Yeah. Something you said there, which I think is so true too, around music and how important it is, is that even from, I call them your brand, you know, your podcast creatives, from the music, the sound effects, if you're using a voiceover professional, before you even speak, that creates an experience of your yeah. listeners. And so I've heard of, you know, some podcast inter um, uh, introductions that have turned me off with the music and the, the just the tempo. Um, unless, of course, I was there, not their ideal client, and they turned me off. They did a good job. But you need to consider that too, what experience yeah. you want to create. And for me, it's always dynamic and fun, and I love a beat to the point where I was sharing some of my intro music just the other day with a group of entrepreneurs, and they were saying, I'm bopping. I said, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. with guests that they really get in because I do that on purpose because I want my guests to feel kind of get on there and hello I'm here kind of thing does that make sense absolutely so I do that on purpose yeah yeah and and that okay that's a, that's such a good takeaway because it's things that people don't necessarily think about people get stuck in their head about what they're going to say and, and how they're going to say it and they forget about sort of the, the extraneous bits that make it enjoyable, that, you know, instill some fun, give it more life. And when you have a good little intro, when you have good music or a good voiceover, it's really great because you'll have people going away that'll be playing that tune for a while. Yes. And then they tend yeah. to remember you. Oh, exactly. I, at the end of um, the outro, I had the same music, but it's so good um, that I often have difficulty in myself. I do a lot of editing myself too, because one of the things I say, especially if you're wanting to build thought leadership, it's what you remove, it's what you cut out that makes the story. Yeah. You know, and often we, we think we need to be stories, but actually it's what you cut out that really makes a story. So when I'm and, and editing and adding the intro to, and the outro, I go, you need to stop it, Anne-Marie. I know you like it and I know you want to go on and longer, but just cut it. But that's what it should be. You should really yes. love that. And so should your audience. You know, as soon as that jingle comes on, they know that it's you. Um, because even studies have shown, and, I'm, and I, I'm going to do a further investigation around this, that audio, even in retail experiences, when someone walks into a shop, can enhance experience or turn people off. Oh, absolutely. With your podcast, with audio, you know, sound can enhance the experience or it can turn people off. Every single element. Yeah, yeah there are certain... Um, certain uh, tones that go together and can be very off-putting. So yes. the music, the sound for your podcast has to be something that you research well. Yes. Oh, it does. And that's why if I'm working with a, a client in a, privately, um, you know, we identify what their thought leader brand is and then the experience they want to create. And so I then look at um, songs that, ex that, that, that speak that, that I listen to and that go, yep, that, that's it. So sometimes I've listened to 20, 30 different aspects of music and I can tell from the opening, my, nah, 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 you know, but it's something I wanted to share, um, something that, uh, you know, that, that happened recently around that whole, the, the whole audio. It's so important because 
I think when any any time someone's listened to you or they've had an experience of you and you said something, they're going to remember that. And we've heard this before. People will often, long before the podcast is, has, has completed, um, remember the experience that they had or how you made them feel, how that interaction made them feel. And that's the difference between them um, listening and maybe they, this, and this is what I also say too, people come for the topic, they return for the host. Because yeah. they could probably go to a hundred, a thousand different podcasts, but the, it's the experience of you that um, has them come back because they want to listen to you. And that's really the environment and, and what yeah. you want to create yeah. each and every episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it, you can hear in a podcaster's voice whether or not they love what they're doing and they love what they're giving. Yes. And, and it, it can sometimes be very subtle but I know I've, I've, you know, downloaded podcasts and after three minutes, it's like, okay, sorry, that's not for me. Mm. I need them to be invested and invested in my participation as the, the consumer. Yes. And, and I think that that makes a big difference. And it's, it's something I suppose that you, you can teach but it's something that you get over time. Mm -hmm. It's not an automatic thing. Like you, you have to, you have to be able to put yourself in your consumer's place mm -hmm. and, and, you know, try to envision, try to hear what they really want, what they really need. And when, when you can put yourself in somebody else's place like that, you're going to have an excellent podcast. Yes. And you know what, what you've just said, it's ongoing, isn't it? Yeah. As business owners, we always need to keep our finger on the pulse as far as what are our ideal clients saying? And it's gold. If someone says, shares a comment of what they're experiencing and what they hope to achieve, you need to mirror that back. You need to continue yeah. to speak into that. Yeah. And there's a way that you can do that when you really, um, connect with them on that podcast they really feel as if because you do you know for those who are authentic oh, yeah. um, and, and really do care about making an impact and influencing you can sense that for sure in comparison to those people who are just doing it because hey they heard that this is an industry that is is thriving now and they want to get a little bit of a piece of the puzzle yeah, uh, yeah. or a piece of the pie so to speak yeah Oh yeah, it, it it definitely makes a huge difference, and you can hear it, and it 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 certainly helps because there are an awful lot of people that, you know, this is their time. This is this is you know this is your alone time. This is time you may have put aside, or or this is time where where you've got a captive audience, and when you give them a banquet they're much more likely to come back Yes. than, yes. than if you, you know, give them scraps. I guess that's yeah. a horrible way to put it, but that's kind of what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sometimes people say, and again, there's a, there's a balance and you need to see where, where your audience fits on the scale. Sometimes you've heard the saying, give them too much and people will be overwhelmed. Yes. However, if you give them high quality content I often have people that will say I need to listen to that again I need to listen to yeah. that again which is good because that means that there are multiple times that they spent with you and as we know as entrepreneurs who are listening and you and I love learning you can listen to something two three four times and each time you can either deepen the learning or you go I never heard that Probably yeah. because we were having too many ahas from something they said point one, you know. Yeah. But that's the experience that we want to create on our podcast. Yeah. And I think gone are the days where, you know, how, how previously people were, were saying or, or mentors were saying, only give them a little bit. Don't give them too much. Give, you know, make them pay. But now that's completely turned. Oh, yeah. it's, it's head. 
give people the full banquet experience. Some people may not make a decision. That's okay. Um, it, but, but it could be down the track. And I think that's important now. So you know, what should you share the most valuable content that you can? Because each yeah. time someone listens, you've got their attention. And I think it was Gary B that said, you know, attention is um, the new economy, you know, connection. I've heard that, I read this the other day and it, I Googled it and, and, and it is someone, I can't remember the name, so I'm not able to reference it, was talking about connection is the new currency. Well, it, it's yeah. certainly connecting on a deeper level with your, with your audience who could not maybe not be customers, but they could be alliance or referral partners because they've got a community of your ideal clients that they could refer to. So you just don't know who's listening or uh, watching if you're doing a video as well. Or, or watching, or watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can say from years and years of knowledge that Anne-Marie is always a banquet. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, I can't believe how long I've kept you here. <laughs> Well, you know awesome. what, we could probably still continue to talk, I suppose, but yes. We could talk forever, and what I want to say to you, what I'd love to do, let's do a follow-up show, because you said you're doing some research, and we can get some, some more yeah. good insights into sort of where things are going, because as much as video's a big deal, podcasts have more opportunities for people because it's audio it is much more consumable in a variety of different places mm -hmm. more more so even than video and yes. and i think that's important and, and understanding sort of the metrics and and maybe a little bit more of the how and the why would be really interesting yeah, I'm happy to do that. And I'll share what we're doing at the moment, my team and I, and then I can give you some feedback um, the next time we speak. At the moment, what I'm, what I'm running is a book for the very first time I've done a live. So it's on Facebook Live, like a live launch. And it's oh, interesting because, yes, and my goodness, I mean, there is something about video that the, the engagement and the ability to build no like, and trust. Yeah out of this world seriously yeah. i even surprised myself um with that so live definitely has to be part of people's um you know people's the way that they're, they're communicating one of the things that i've noticed is as it takes time to build that audience and that was one of the things i trained there's different stages of the customer journey and there's a lot of people who are already saying can't wait till you relaunch this again because i had the intensive then i have an immersive where i go through with people for 90 days and yeah. we get there from idea to launch the thought leader podcast but what I am now looking at doing is because there are those people that now know about me and they've loved the experience that all of a sudden when we do take away those videos because we will be closing those down what what can they now yeah. consume well, of course, now that I'm starting to go towards the end and we're starting to close that down, there are people that have stepped more into the private um, area and some that are coming into the immersive. I'm going to, of course, mention my podcast. Let's remain connected. That group will stay the same. But what I'll do is every week with the podcast episode, we'll be creating community and discussions around that. So it's looking at how can we use our podcast to continue building the relationship so the next time we launch, those people who may have only just heard about us then will be closer to being able to make that decision. And I think that's where we need to start to look at as businesses across the buyer's journey, not these funnels and, I don't know, hook trip wires and all that kind of stuff, because we can see them a mile away, but authentic conversations, valuable content, and those people, and continuing to build that audience. You need to continue to build that audience. Yeah, and, and continuing to already will say yes. Yeah, and that's what I'm seeing. How can we integrate all of those components, um, you know, it, within that relationship journey, yeah. the customer relationship journey? So that's, that's it's beautiful, and and I totally believe that because mm -hmm. I think just adding value over and over and and giving the whole banquet is the best way to go about doing what one does. Yeah. Yeah. Before we close, I always ask my guests to please share one little tip that 
our audience can implement in their lives, whether it's business or personal, something that helps you every day? Yeah. You know, one thing that I love um, and I will often remind myself of is Nike's slogan, just do it. How often as business owners that we feel that I'll do it when my website is up, I'll do it when this, I'll do it when that. This isn't my saying, but I've repeated this a number of times. When is the best time to do anything? Well, it was probably a month ago, a year ago, a decade ago, whatever. But the second best time is right now. So just do it. Do it. You know, confidence. People will often, I'm going to wait till I get confident. Well, I've been around the block and I know that you have many, many, many times. You can't wait for confidence to grow. Confidence grows from you getting out there and doing it. So if you're hesitant of doing video, guess what? So was I. And I'm sure you were too, Elaine. Oh my God. We just did it. Celebrate and laugh at the times that you muck up because you will. But it's how you approach that. And, and you know what? We're all human and we all make mistakes. But sometimes it's those times that you giggle at yourself or you laugh that people go, you know what? I like you. Because even in the, air, in the times that you did err, you, you laughed at yourself. And I think that brings a bit of humor. So just do it. If a podcast, audio podcast is something that you're hesitant of or I'll do when, do it today or take a step today that's going to get you closer so that you can build the confidence and then look back one day and go, hey, you know, I'm a lot more confident than I was a month ago or a week ago. Or Absolutely. Today. So that, that's an insight that I would, would that's, share. That's a really good one. And I, I have a saying that, that I'm forever going on about, but if humans were perfect, there'd only be two of them. <laughs> so just drop perfection Perfection is good for nice protesi sheets and <laughs> maybe some items. And you know what? Who defines perfection? Perfection is yeah. different to everyone, isn't it? And to the, and the, the beholder, what's perfect for me, for someone else goes, what? You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at all the people who like pineapple on their pizza. Ah, oh, do you? Yes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> My daughter said, I cannot believe my mother doesn't like pineapple on her pizza. Oh, I mean, pineapple, bacon, and I'm, I'm a little more bizarre than most, and anchovies. Oh, I don't mind anchovies. Oh, love that salt. Sweet things in, in savoury. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there, there you have it. Well, that's a perfect note to end on. Anne-Marie says, just do it. I'm Elaine Lindsay, and this has been my guest, Anne-Marie Cross. Thank you so much. It's been absolutely marvelous having you on the show today. I'll see you next time when we have yet another amazing guest sharing with us their digital journey. It's Elaine. Make your day amazing.